Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only navigating, but thriving with the cosmic tides. My name's Amanda Poole Walsh. I'm the founder of Astrology Hub, and I am here with your favorite weekly weather woman, Anne Ortley. And we're so grateful to be here with all of you. I know that we're, we've been having some wild energy, some intensity. Uh, I can tell by the amount of people that are here and chatting before we even start that you're feeling it too. This is one of those weeks where I've been so grateful for the astrology and just so grateful that we have this, this guidepost and this way to really remember that there's something bigger happening that we're a part of. And our, our job here is to navigate these tides as best as we can. And so the information is really helpful for that navigation. So thank you, Anne, for being here with us every week. I wanted to read quickly a testimonial that came in from the podcast that I just love. And it's from uh, Winks at Fireflies. And she says, Astrology Hub is a gift to humanity. With so much information flowing into the world, it's so wonderful to know when your sources are legit. Astrology Hub is such a great resource and this podcast is the cherry on top. Thank you for all you do. Also, I love the astrology in your pocket service. Totally nails it every day and helps me immeasurably. So I love that. Thank you so much for that, for taking the time to write that in. We read all of them and we can't re respond on the podcast that there's no way to like respond to you when you leave a, um, a testimonial, but thank you so much for doing it. And that's a shout out for you, Anne, with astrology in your pocket. I know this weekend I was like, okay, Anne, what do you got? What's going on? <laughs> and I got I got a lovely note this morning from somebody whose birthday it was. And she said, you know, there was the wind. Yesterday, the wind, my window was open and there was a huge windstorm. So I recorded it. And then afterwards, I always listened to hear what it sounds like. And it was like the wind. So I said to Jamie, is that okay? She goes like, yeah. So she wrote, it's Saturn in air blowing on the sun. And I thought that was a great analogy because the wind is very big this week. So we're going to get a lot of messages and a lot of ideas and that flow of energy. So it's definitely, uh, it's a big week and the next week too. So you basically want to just know your job is taking information, understand what it means to you because Mercury has combust the sun but don't take it personally and understand it's their story your story what's your role in your story and what are the choices you're making so mm. it's a biggie and uh very um very potent week this week a lot of decision making and then the hammer of thor we had last week with venus going through eris and pluto we're going to have mars and virgo go through next week on the 14th 13th 14th so it's a big setup you know part one part two part three and our job is to go okay i'm getting information i need to help me make decisions because remember this is the decision year you're in a square saturn we're all being asked so this week sun is going to go through that and mercury is going to go through the uranus saturn and they're going to form a t-square and they're going to illuminate, enlighten, and perhaps irritate because it is oppositions and squares, but they're going to give you guidance. And remember, when the sun is in Leo, he is in his rulership. So whatever information you get is designed to teach you, guide you, show you, rather than knock you down. You know, although you might feel like, wow, that knocked me down. But then when you pick yourself up, you're going to go, oh. I get it now. So it's a really, it's a kind of an intense week, but it also is 
understand the illumination and like the the birthday girl Diane was okay the wind coming in is the wind in Saturn in air blowing knowledge at the fire of Leo and the answer is yes so it's understanding that vision of the fire the vision of your own path because a lot of times we get distracted by other people's stories and this is a this is a time to really focus on your own story what your story is and we did see it you know with the olympics with um the young woman who said i can't you know i have the twisties where if my head's not right my body won't work well and i you know i was supposed to do a two and a half and i only did a one and a half and we have to kind of integrate those two parts you know if you're running or you're swimming it's fine but if you do a little wrong thing in the air flying around and you land not good so we want to recognize that twisty energy is in the heavens with Uranus squaring Saturn and with the sun coming through and Mercury coming through, we're all going to get a little twisty. So we're all going to have a little, oh, what? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And our job is to focus on our own internal thing that we need to do. We can always look to the world for models of what's going on. We have to focus on our own internal heart. Leo is the sign of the heart. What's our heart path? And when you're presented with options this week, it's to say, you know, what's our heart path and why? And that's, that's, I think the place to really, it just makes it a lot easier. Is this my, this my heart's path? No, then I'm, I'm going to stand back and watch, maybe not get involved or, you know, this is my heart path. Let me take action towards it. Okay. All right. Yes, it does, Anne. And that's already so helpful. Like the first, (laughs) how many minutes are we in? Six minutes? It's like, oh, good. This is amazing. Okay. So you said that there's a big setup happening. Was last week chapter one of this three-part series? I mean, we're having so many series within series within series, I know. Mm -hmm. But in terms of these three weeks, so last week was part one setup. This week would be what? Like, the culminating uh, moment of, uh, of information. Yeah. Understanding what you want to do with it, getting information, figuring out what that looks like. Okay. And then, ne- and then the third week is taking action. Okay. Week three is so taking action. Three. 13th and 14th, we take action. Yeah. So, and that's pretty much always, it, is that always the flow of the storyline when we have these three part passes in astrology? Sometimes it is. Yeah. When it's a, when it's a big planet going retrograde and direct, but in some cases when there's a configuration in the sky, like we have now, as the planets come through, they set it off. So this, we had Venus go through and set off this, the Eris Pluto square, and we're going to have Mars come through next week. And then when the sun gets into Virgo and Mercury get into Virgo, they're going to set it off. And when the moon goes through Virgo, it's going to, so this configuration is in the heavens, very intense in the month of August. And as planets get to that degree of forming the hammer of Thor, it's going to go boom, boom, boom. So sometimes it's one, part one, part two. Other times it's here's the information, how you're going to act on it. Now that you've acted on it, what do you think? You know, to, because we get a, we get alerted to stuff, we get told about things, and then we have to decide what our response is. So mm-hmm. it's that, you know, figuring out. When it's the retrograde, it's one, two, three. But if you look at the world, a lot of times we see threes. We see three leaf clovers. We see one, two, three, ready, go. One for the money, two for the show, three to get ready and go. We see the solstice stopping for three days. When planets do retrograde, they go back three times over a point. You know, I had somebody write because his birthday is this week and he's got Uranus on his son. And I'm like, well, actually, 
here, here, and here, you know, like understanding where, when you're going to be asked to make the changes, right? So the thing that we know because of the Uranus-Saturn square, which has three, that's the one in February, June, and December, this is the part where if you have kind of thought, well, I'm making changes, this is the time frame between now and December to actually do them. And with all the big planets retrograde in the sky, they say go back and revise things till the end of September, and then we're going to roll. So we're in, you know, we're in summer recess, but we're really reassessing our lives and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and understanding what the, what the, I mean, and to the extent we can control it. Sometimes we can't. Sometimes we just know we're done with that. We're going towards that or we're not going there anymore. A lot of times Virgo negatively defines. It goes, I don't want that. And you're like, okay, what do you want instead? You know, because you have to kind of get Virgo because it criticizes rather than plans. Its default is criticism. So when you get the criticism, you want to kind of go, okay, well, what's the plan to change that? Or how can I change that? And then Virgo engages in its higher form. And it goes, well, you know, you could do this, you could do that, you could do this. You know, there's a whole host of things, you know. So, but Virgo in its lower form is, so, yeah. Okay. So, Anne, question for you. Okay, actually, this is this question comes in from Kirsten, and I've seen it in several different places. So the question, really wondering if this is a time to work through relational fallout that occurred through the Mars, Venus, Saturn, Uranus transits of a few weeks ago. Yes. I'm hoping for us staying together all. Uh, So the question is, you know, is this the right time to really address these things? Or is there a time that she should wait until? No, this is when you're addressing it because Vir- when she used the word work through, right. we hear Virgo, right? When we right. hear Leo, we go, oh my God, I see it. And the Virgo goes, and what's the work? Because Virgo mm-hmm. comes after Leo's illumination and says, so what's the work you have to do to harvest the crops? So when she says, I want to work it through. Now, partner may say, I don't want to work it through. And then you go, okay, what can I do? But in that case, I would say, hey, until we get to the end of September, beginning of October, we're not 100% sure that things are dead. We just know they're in process because Virgo is a process sign. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and a lot of people are losing things, relationships, jobs, bosses quitting, people leaving. It's a big change week, change weeks, three changes, you know, three weeks of big changes. And it's, you know, it's kind of shuffling the order of things because Virgo planets want to change the shuffle. But then we recognize this is happening between the interface of two full moons in Leo Aquarius. So the Leo Aquarius new full moon we had a week or two ago was at one. The one that we have at the end of the month is at 29. And next week on Sunday, we have a new moon at 15 Leo which is on a world point, sun and moon at Leo, and they're squaring Uranus in Taurus on a world point. So the changes that are happening in between these two full moons around what our heart's path is are really important for us to acknowledge and to say, okay, that's my heart's path. And mm-hmm. I have to I have to go towards that heart's path. The Virgo planets are simply adding in a, well, you know, if you're going to do that, that's going to take some work. And, and you go, oh, Really? And it's like, yeah, you just don't click your fingers and have it happen. Every good Virgo will tell you that. Do you know how much work that is? And the Leo planets are like, well, just do it. You know, they get a little empirical or a little queenly or kingly and they go, well, just do it. And you go, they have no idea how much work that is. Because the Virgo knows all the components behind it. Right. You know, what looks what looks effortless 
when presented, there's a lot of stuff going on that's the compromising details. So this is when we're looking at the compromising details, what it's comprised of, not compromise in a bad way, but what is it made of to get the vision that we want to get? Okay. So one of the things I was thinking with uh, Kirsten's question is just taking in the information you gave us is that she's going to get information. She needs to make decisions. She's also needs to keep in mind what is actually hers and what is another person's story. So see if she can like do the Virgo thing and, and get detailed about what all, that all is. The facts, all the facts, all the facts. Right. Yeah. And then, but then also holding lightly to the whole thing, knowing that she needs to make decisions and take action right now. And we'll see how things continue to work out between by September, October. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but she doesn't need to be in a holding pattern over it. She needs to actually make decisions and take action, but then it may play out this way or it may play out that way. So holding lightly to the outcome of that. Holding lightly. Remember the North nodes in Gemini right? And Gemini offers us choices. And so while the node's in Gemini, which is for another couple of months, it's like, well, what's the choice you want to do, this or that? And part of, you know, a lot of times, and we're human, we get attached to something or someone, and we think when they leave us that, that oh my God, you know, what happened? They left, blah, blah, blah. But they got you to a place, right? And then where you got to, then they leave and you go, oh, and then you go, well, I got pretty far. And now I go to the next place. And so part of it is we're going to be looking at our partnerships and seeing how committed we are to them, how committed we are to our relationships, and how committed we are to what we've signed up for. And then adjusting, because Virgo is an adjusting sign, and assessing and analyzing of figuring it out. And it may figure out, well, this is how we can make it work, or it may figure out the tomato's rotten and we have to throw it away. You know, it's not, it, it doesn't analyze from a perspective of, right and wrong, it analyzes from a perspective of usefulness. So is this useful to our soul's path? And sometimes it is, but, you know, if you're struggling to stay in a situation where both parties are not looking to stay, then I'm going to say it's probably bailing time. Hmm. Because you have to have both sides willing to work together. Otherwise, Virgo drops into service mode and she does not serve her own greater good. She serves the other in a sacrificial way. And we do have to watch a little for that this this time because Chiron is involved. And so we're like, I don't want to be alone. I invested so much time in this, you know, and I I remember having a conversation with someone and, and them saying, well, it was like a waste of 10 years. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not a waste of 10 years. It was a 10-year experience. Mm -hmm. And now it's finished or it's finishing. And they had an experience. You know, your expectation of what would it mean if it kept going, you know, or because you spent 10 years trying to do it and it didn't happen, that's okay. That was what you chose to do. And now we're choosing again, and we're being asked to choose wisely, consciously for our own souls, Sun and Leo, greater expression where we're supposed to express our life. So look at your Leo house, wherever Leo rule, whatever house Leo rules, you're supposed to be looking at how am I changing how I serve the world? How am I changing how I express my son, my purpose on earth, which is your sun sign, to the world, which is the house that Leo rules. 
And we are being maybe told maybe that's not your path, but doesn't mean it was a bad thing or a waste of time or any of those words we give on to it. Oh my God, I wasted my time. It's like, no, you chose it. Now you're being asked to choose differently or choose to continue. And both are options. What's right? How willing is partner to get in that cauldron with you and go through the change? Or have you given each other what the relationship was for? We don't know if it's a reason, a season, or a lifetime relationship. But we do know we have a path that we're evolving on. We're ripening over the course of our life. We're born a little baby. We're six pounds, eight pounds, whatever we are. Look at you now. You know, and then when you get a little older, you know, you tip over in the forest and the mushrooms grow on you, right? So where are you in your path of life? And this is an enormous crossroads, setting up the next 20 years. So it's not about a particular person. It's about a particular approach to how you want to live your life. Mm. Does that wow. make sense? Yes, it does. And this this theme of throwing the baby out with the bathwater has been coming up. I, we talked about it on the Cosmic Connection with Rick. And what I hear you saying is it, in the example of the 10-year relationship and, oh my gosh, I wasted 10 years of my life. It's like, no, there's gifts. There's things you learned. There's there's a person you became in the process. So keep those gifts, keep that gold and thread it through. And and it's it's never a waste. I mean, it no. is... It, especially when we're really conscious of, okay, like, here's the things that, that really, here's who I became in that process. And here's the things I learned. Here's what I don't want speaking again to the Virgo. You know, here's, here's what I don't want to recreate again. And here's what was lovely. Here's what, here's what was great. I would love more of that. You know? So I think that that's helpful to, to yeah, keep and in it, mind. And it's also, we forget we have stages of life. You know, yeah. we, you know, we kind of rely, I was reading one woman, you know, sold her house that she lived in on the lake and it represented where she raised her daughter and relationships and health things and, and was leaving a house going into a less maintenance thing. And people were commenting, you know, they'd spend time on the house and blah, 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 blah. And, and somebody said, well, you'll always have the memories of it because it was the memory thing you created, you know, that, that was part of, it was part of your life story. It doesn't go away and it's not useless and you didn't waste it when you sit around going oh my god i wasted my life well then stop sitting around and wasting your life you know figure out what that next chapter wants to look like and celebrate the beauty of the stuff that's leaving and also celebrate and and mourn the stuff that's leaving that you know you're never going to have again because it's gone or you're done with it or that job ended or that relationship ended but it served your soul in some way and if we look at it you know, like when you get out 90,000 feet or 95, age 95, you know, back when I was younger, I was, a, I'm a Virgo, I worry a lot. I would go, is this going to matter when I'm 95? That was how I would pitch it out. And when my relationship ended, I thought my whole world ended, but then I got a whole new world of astrology. So you don't know what's coming in, but you do know that if something leaves, something's coming in because that's how it works. Yeah. And it, last week you talked about happiness equals reality minus expectations. So many times we have these expectations of the relationship, of the job, of the path, of the of the family, you know, all these things that we have expectations around. And this that was so helpful this last week because there's certain things came up and it was like, the only thing that's making me sad about this is my expectation that it should be different. Right. Is my expectation that it's not right the way it is, that it should always be blank. And yeah. so I, I think continuing to re remember that 
that saying that you gave us last week as we continue to navigate this story? You know, what what part of this is making it so uncomfortable or so challenging so many of the times is our our expectation that it should be different. Right, right, right. Yes. And yeah. I, the, the, birth, the birthday girl who wrote in about the wind blowing on her son said she looks at it as reality divided by expectations because our reality sits on top of our expectations. So rather than subtracting. And I thought, well, that's an interesting way of thinking of it. Like if my reality is 10 and I get divided it by four expectations as opposed to 100, you know, it, it totally shifts the reality. But yeah, I think it's so true because a lot of times we have an expectation of something yeah. and and we, you know, when we get there, it's different than what we thought. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's worse. Sometimes what we thought would be terrific here wasn't, but it, there was this other thing there that was wonderful. So, you know, when I went for my astrology reading, you know, my friends were like, you're at a crossroads in your life. Go for a reading. I'm like, well, what that's going to do, you know, please. <laughs> and my, my little Aquarian Virgo judgy bit. And I went and he, you know, and he knew all this thing about this guy I'd spent 14 and a half years with. And I was like, how do you know how to look at a book of numbers and know all this stuff? And of yeah. course, my Virgo got triggered. I want to know how to do it. My Aquarius got triggered. Like, how do you do that? My Virgo got triggered because I don't want to make the same mistake twice. But it led to a whole other life right? So sometimes we don't know what we're getting when we get it. The beauty of astrology is it says, hey, watch, this could be an important time. Right. Because it points out something big's going on. It's like the highlighter on the page or like the little sticky note on the side going, this this page is important. Pay attention. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So so when we have that, when we have that, we know, okay, pay attention. So this week is a highlighter week. Because highlighter is, week. a highlighter week Mer- is a good analogy, Amanda. Mercury and the sun are both going to oppose Saturn and they're both going to square Uranus. So both of the big guys of change who are changing our lives, changing our world are going to weigh in and they're going to say, yeah, the reason you're having this change, because all of us are having it, it's a worldwide change started with the COVID, but we're, we're all experiencing it. What is this worldwide change bringing to you personally? And so this week we get the personal part of it where we're supposed to go, oh, okay, I'm, I'm done with that. That's done. Now what's next? What am I turning to look at? And we want to think of Leo, like if you go to theater, the spotlight, you know, they spotlight the person and then they spotlight the other person and then they spotlight the third person. So when I was watching um, Jennifer Hudson's new movie on Aretha is coming out and Aretha picked her to play her. And so they showed an award that Aretha was winning and Jennifer went in looking like Aretha, you know, with the white tailored suit, white tailored pantsuit, you know, sleeveless. But in the video, they made her black and white. You know, they took away all Mm -hmm. the color. And I'm like, oh, but back at the song she was singing was when there were black and white TV. And then they turned the color back. I you know Aretha was in color. You'd cut to her in the chinchilla and then you'd cut to Jennifer and she's in black and white. I'm like, well, that's because I watched it a couple of times, right? Like, very interesting. And then Jennifer got the color turned back on. So we want to kind of think of the Virgo as the lines and the Leo as shining the light and what you want to fill in. So get a coloring book out. Get that app for your phone where you can color in the flowers. You know, like you want to kind of think of how you want to color the next chapter, because that's what the Virgo does. It, it does that analysis part. Whenever we look at really fine 
designers or hairdressers or makeup artists or people that really do those crafts well, they often have a strong amount of Virgo in them because they see the shade, the precision, how it works. That Mm. Virgo is that shade understanding. I understand that light, little subtle change, what it does. And so that's this energy of this next couple of weeks. Like, how are you going to shade your life? And some parts are ending, but you know it. And what's next? And I would encourage people to proceed lightly, to hold on lightly, that if stuff wants to go or leave, struggling with it is not going to make it stay. Bending yourself into pretzels, another Virgo thing. Virgos always sit all bent up, like curled up on the couch. Those people that put their knees around their head, Virgo. Um, You know, they don't bend your intestines. It rules the intestines, your intestines. Don't bend yourself into knots look at it and say, what am I invited to? What am I being invited to? Okay. So, Anne, what's the theme? What would you encapsulate this as? Illumination. Illumination. Illumination with a little bit of, oh my God, that was going on? (laughs) (laughs) That's the the Uranus weighing in because he's on the world point, you know, and he's squaring the new moon on the world point. So we're going to have a Oh my God, that was going on. So it's big. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that, when you're saying on the world point, that means something collectively. I mean, although a lot of right. what we've talked about has been very personal because it sounds like mm-hmm. we're getting, what I heard you say is that we're getting more clarity on the personal storyline and the decisions we need to make based on what was kicked into gear last year. So yes. last year, 2020, huge events, life is changing globally. And this, this period of time, these three weeks in here, we're getting a lot of information and decisions and actions made around our personal contribution to it and or our personal choices in response to it, right? And, and going forward. And going forward. And you said that there's world point things happening right now. So this sounds also like there's more information, more illumination happening globally. On a yeah. world, okay. The moon and the sun are on a world point at 15 okay. Leo and Uranus mm-hmm. will be at 15 Leo on a world point. Saturn will get there in, um, in January. So the stuff that's going on this month, the end of January, when Saturn gets to 15 Aquarius, we'll be like, oh, okay, got it. it you know, just, you know, it, it kind of, and every, and it, and we become public about it. You know, we say it, we say what ah, happened. That's the you Leo know, part. So, So it's a big week for divorces, big week for people leaving, big week for people going, I'm out of here, bye bye, because they're seeing something and they're going, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. And it doesn't have to be mean. It just has to be, this isn't working for me. This Mm. worldview, I find hard. I want to change. And, and sometimes we're in a situation where we're very frustrated by the worldview of the person we're dealing with. And we keep compromising and bending to their worldview rather than holding our own uh. because um, it's easier, you know, or they're, they win all the time or they whatever. And this is when, you know, the Eliza Doolittle scene and, you know, in the Pygmalion where she's like, I'm not doing it like that anymore. I have passed my, I have passed you. I, I understand it. I get it. I went past you here. And that's okay. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to evolve. 
And sometimes people don't want to evolve. They want to stay stuck. They like being stuck. So if they like being stuck, you can't get them to change. But if you continue to enable them, they will stay stuck. And what's happening is a lot of people are going, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to go do my own thing. And my thing looks like this. Hmm. No regrets. Just I want to go do my own thing. And it looks like this. And if you want to come with me, that's great. And if you don't want to come with me, that's fine, too. I'm good you know, either way. You, so and, you will, I, and even if you're not sure, you will be good either way. Yeah. You will be good either way. That's so good. Because, and well, because the, sun, the sun and Mercury are in Leo. So they're saying, hey, hey, this is your path, babe. You know, that other stuff is nice, but that's not your path. Mm-hmm. And if you think, oh, I've wasted my whole life doing something, then I'm going to say, well, maybe you need to change it. Because now yeah. is the time when the universe says, changes here. You do not have to continue to do it the way you have always done it. Uh, yeah, Katie says, that is exactly what happened with a 23-year friendship I had came to an end a few weeks back. I was thinking of the same thing as you were speaking. There's so many friendships, family relationships and ties that are ending. There's so much um, worldview, so many worldview differences. And and people you know feeling bullied to like accept another person's worldview and or remaining silent because they don't want to express the there's like all this happening and what i have a friend who was going through this with a friend and uh i saw the texts that were going back and forth and i was like oh wow i mean that's hard that's harsh to to hear and what is your truth like what is your truth and are is it okay for you to walk away from this like, I know this person's been in your life for a really long time. And it, you're, this is definitely a crossroads for you. Like, you can either just accept that you don't see the world the same way and just accept that mm-hmm. if the other person's willing to accept that about you, or you need to leave. You know, you need to make a choice to, to be in other energy that is more supportive of the way that you want to live your life. Mm-hmm. So it's, this is happening all over the place and all it's over. Really because we, we love these people, you know, these, the, the people that have been in our lives. Like, but again, I think sometimes it comes back to this expectation thing. Like just because I've been friends with you since college or just because, just because you're my, my sibling or you're my parent, then it should be this way. You know? Right. There, so again, we're bringing these expectations of what it should be and that's making it even harder for us to accept the reality of where it's at right now. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. You know, it's also when you look at something and you realize this has been a pattern for years and years and years, yeah. the dynamic that was set up, the sun and Mercury and Leo go, I don't want that dynamic anymore. And the Mars and Virgo answering to Mercury in the sign of the sun go, I want this dynamic. I want a difference. And so can, and I, and I would just say, negotiate with kindness, negotiate with yes. grace. You yes. don't have to, I mean, but with the, with the hammer of Thor, you might feel like swinging a hammer and knocking them off. There's knocking them out, <laughs> knocking them out because you're, but you, the better way to handle it is to go, okay, I get it. My reality is this, their reality is that. And my reality is my reality divided by expectation. What do you have to do to make yourself happy or subtract expectation? What, you know, what is, what is happiness, you know, and remember the constitution or the, not the, the declaration of in the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Will that make you happy? And sometimes the answer is no, it'll never be happy. 
And then it's like, okay, go carry that grudge. Or other times it's like, you know, what would make me happy is really not to have to deal with this again. Well, then put it down. And let it, every time it pops up and you start going that little gerbil brain in your brain, say, I thought we were putting this down. Mm. Put it down. We have choice, which we forget because Virgo is the sign of habits. So it's a great time to break habits because Virgo's saying break that habit into a million pieces. It's also a great time to look at our habits and understand them. Our habits in relationships, our habits in how we react to people. Because we're having Uranus square Saturn, we're wanting to change our structures. We're trying to get a different structure than we had before. And we have to be creative in how we do it. And when we are creative, then that works. And if we're not creative, we're going to be really frustrated and, and, and angry and mad. And those are, those, are, those are secondary emotions. But underneath is the desire for change. Mm. So that, okay. that's the space to go. Well, what can I change? That whole serenity thing. And if I can't change it, then I'm just going to go do my own thing. I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Question for you, because this yeah. came up last week on the Cosmic Connection as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Rick shared his his thoughts last week. So any of you interested in what Rick had to say about Lionsgate, you can check out last week's Cosmic Connection that we just did. So what are your thoughts on Lionsgate? Is this an astrological configuration? Does it have a, another kind of significance or not, in your opinion? Yeah, yeah, it has a it has a it has a configuration astronomically, meaning what the planets are doing in the sky. It has a configuration numerologically because numbers are, you know, one of the primary, you know, when you look at the gnostic predictive techniques, palmistry, numerology, astrology, you know, there's a bunch of techniques that we look at as a way to kind of see how the world works. So the Lion's Gate is the month of August and then the eighth day of the month. And so what you're doing when you're doing that on a numerological level, and back in 1988, there was this harmonic conversion thing that everybody got all excited about with the idea you're going to meditate on it. But what happens when we get to, remember the universe also moves, you know, the solar system moves back a degree. So there's a cross quarter date, 15 Leo, which I've said is a world point. It actually is a cross quarter date. In the tradition of when the Catholic Church came up, they took over a lot of the pagan holidays. And one of them, the August 8th, was given to the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin. You know, she went off to heaven that day. But it also is a, it's a harvest date because it's half, you know, it's halfway between spring and fall. And those are the cross quarters. There's Candlemas, there's Sawin, there's Beltane, you know, on the mark. So we have a little shift to the precession. So we're looking at a date for manifesting. And if you think of it as it's the sun's date, the sun on the world point. Now, in this case, it is actually going to be on the 8th. It's going to be at 15 on the 8th. When the new moon happens on next Saturday night, next Saturday morning, it, it, it is that same day, 888. So what you're doing is you're harvesting power of creation down to earth. It gets a whole lot of extra stuff thrown onto it, which is cool. It was also represented back in older times, before the precession of the equinox, heliacal risings of things that marked big times for the culture, like some of the pyramids and some of the, you know, stone, some of the monoliths that are around that are aligned to the, the lights. You know, it marked, I believe, Sirius's rising. It also is the Pleiades meteor out showers so it's a great time to get out on a dark night and watch the shooting stars and so that mythology of a shooting star is a wish come through or your relative checking in with you which is similar to what we have on the celtic new year on sawian 
on December, you know, the Halloween, right? All Saints Day. Again, a Celtic New Year taken over as All Souls Day by the Catholics. So a lot of time, but they're all based in agriculture. They're all based in the turning of the seasons. And they're all based in astronomy in the form of the sun on the face of the earth, not sidereal when we're looking out at where the stars are. So Mm. the sidereal-ists aren't going to look at this as a big day, but for the tropical zodiac folk, which trace the sun, tropi is the sun, across the face of planet Earth, this is a marker of a halfway point between summer, the solstice, and the equinox. So it's halfway down from the top of the Tropic of Cancer in the Leo section. So it's it's big. I I meditate on it. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's... It gets a lot of hype with the internet, so but it does have an astrological and an astronomical basis. That's where it comes from. Okay, great, thank does that you. Makes sense, yeah. It does, and, yeah. And the idea is, if everybody else is meditating on world peace and that's whatever powerful. they want, you know, hop in and meditate. I have a I have a group I went to Italy with, and we we are gonna we always have a meditation on the new moon, right? So. I, you know, I always put my, what I want and everybody puts what they want and we meditate on everybody's desire list. That's so nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So, Anne, uh, any other aspects that you want to bring up? I mean, we've talked about a lot, but are there any other aspects that we um, should be Yeah. The other, one that, the other one that's big is Juno is stationing this week and she has been traveling uh, retrograde. So she stations on August 2nd at 8 Sagittarius and then she hits the nodes of fate on the 8th. 8-8, right? So Juno, as the planet of relationships and partnerships, she's been traveling retrograde. So she's been traveling with the South Node for a while now. And she's stopping and going to leave the South Node and go forward. So this makes this next couple weeks very big for relationships, like South Node, like bye-bye. You know, they're leaving they're changing, they're going away. So it her stationing right on the south node this week is definitely a big relationship shift. Now she's in Sag, which is what's your bigger vision of relationships? She was in mythology, she was Jupiter's wife or Zeus's wife, I never remember between the Greek. But at any rate, she used to hunt down the women that fooled around with her husband and gave them a hard time. But she also is why we get married in June. Because she rules the brides. She rules the traditional relationships of things. So her stationing on the south node and then in the, on the eighth, on the new moon in Leo, plunking her little butt into the south node, it releasing node, it either brings in something really big or out the door it goes. And I, you know, and I've seen Juno on the south node bring in big things. I've seen Juno on the south node kill stuff goes you're done she takes a while she takes about four years to go around the zodiac interestingly when my father died he died you know he started to die on my mother's birthday right she had died on the day before his when he actually passed he had juno on the south node in his natal chart in scorpio and scorpio moon hit that south node which is very common death point you know progress moon uh, transiting moon hits that note when you're trying to figure out when they're actually going to go. But I, you know, I looked at his chart a lot. I'm like, oh, wow, he's got Juno on his south node in Scorpio. So he's going back to his dead wife. Wow. And didn't he die right as Juno, as that moon hit that south node, Juno? Mm. 
No, okay. which, happens, you know, which happens once a month, but you know, right. when you're ready to go. But this is big because she'd been hanging out with the node for like months now. And every time, you know, something goes over it, you know, we get Facebook posts, my pet died. Oh, I just got, you know, my friend just got some kittens, Bob, you know, it's like in or out, new relationships in, new relationships out, but it's relationship shift change this week because Juno stops and she stopped now today and she says, look at your relationships. Are they what you want? And then she dives into the South Node on the 8th and she goes, keeping it, getting rid of it. And could that be a doubling down too for people yes. who are like dating? Maybe it means they get engaged or they're yep. like, you know, yep. they get even yep. more committed. So it's yep. just what you're saying is it's a change point. Doesn't always mean that you're breaking up. It could mean that you're actually getting more serious. Yep. And yep. then Penny asks, does, could this be new relationships coming in? And I heard yes. just say, yes, that yes. It's, mm -hmm. it's that too. There was okay. a, a while back I taught a class and I had a bunch of astrologers and three of them had met their partner on the same Friday night in August. Yeah. And so we pulled the chart and of course it was Juno on the note of fate. So they, mm. they all three pulled in partners. Wow. Okay. One got, one got married, one um, didn't get married, but they bought stuff together and the third one had a cup a baby. So I was like, all right, well, they all have, you know, they've all committed to this person and they all showed up that they, they all had a first date that Friday night. Hmm. So that's encouraging you to get your little butt out either on the second or the eighth. <laughs> second or the eighth. Okay, mark that down, everybody. Okay. If you're looking, if you're looking for love, you get your little yes. butt out there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So, so what we have this week is a theme of illumination yep. with, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, that's what's been happening. Oh my god, that it's the, so this illumination, and there's a little bit of a shock to it or surprise to it. Yeah, and that's the Uranus. Because Mercury is hitting Uranus and the sun is hitting, you know, they're both mm -hmm. hitting it. Right. So Mer Mercury, Mercury has the square to Uranus on the third and he has the, um, he had the square to Saturn already. And then uh, the sun has the, uh, the sun has the square to Uranus on the sixth and he has the opposition today. Sun's opposite Saturn today. Mercury okay. had it. Mercury had it on um, okay. Sunday. Yeah. So, so it's we, like seeing things and going, oh, oh, okay, okay. okay. And, then, and then, then the other part is Venus has in Virgo. She's got a little trine to Uranus, so she's gonna go. Oh, I know you have a little headache. Come on over here. I got some aspirin for you. So she's gonna try and fix it after she's set off that hammer. Mm. So she's she's got a little little compassion and caring for you. So go hang out with her and she'll go, come here. They're there. They're there. That's It'll be nice. Okay. That's yeah. nice. She looks so beautiful in the right after the sunset sky, sky right now. So go check her out. If you're looking for some compassion and some softness, maybe just go hang out with her for real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause v Venus wants to, Venus wants to go there, there and make you feel better. Okay. And yeah. We have last week was uh, the setup. So we have a three part story unfolding. Last week was the setup. Pay attention to the things that were coming up that, the different storylines that you were working with. And this week is going to be a week of deciding what to do about that, whatever that was. Gathering information and continuing yeah. to decide. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, next week is going to be when we actually start to take action. That's right. when Mar we, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, right. Mars, Mars gets, he sets off the hammer of Thor. He, um, he gets the uh, trine from Virgo. 
from Uranus. And yeah, he, he takes action. Okay. So in addition to illumin illumination, the other word that you used was irritation. That there, yes. there couldn't be this sense. It was funny yesterday. Uh, my daughter's like, mama, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. I'm just kind of irritated. Like I'm just irritated. Everything feels irritating. So there's, we might have that more of that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Well, that's, that's the Mercury. That's the Mercury Saturn. You were like annoyed. Yeah. You have <laughs> no, you know, your moon's in Gemini. So everybody was annoying you. Well, and it was, there was nothing in particular. It was just like, uh, yeah. I love when Rick talks about the mosquito in the tent. It felt yes. like that. It was just like, <laughs> the tent. Was like I'm just kind of irritated, mm -hmm. nothing specific. Right. Okay. The wind blowing through, like we can keep this image of the wind blowing through and that's knowledge. Pay attention to where you're distracted by other people's stories. Yes. There's a twisty energy to the week. So some twists and turns, some ups and downs. As this is all happening, Focus on your in on your heart, on what you want. What is your heart's path? Right. Um, so there's a lot of options potentially, but what is your your heart path and why? So be cluing into that. Revise. We're going to be revising things until the end of September. We have the Lion's Gate, which is is eight eight, which is an opportunity for you to do some manifestation, some. Meditation. This is a harvest time. This is there's a lot of uh, creative power. If you want to tap into that, we have this a lot of the Virgo energy is still really strong, and this can be basically telling you, showing you what you don't want. Like, okay, I don't want that. It's not necessarily going to help you highlight what you do want, but sometimes in showing what you don't want, you do get clear on what you do want. So well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And that's that. I think if you know that it makes it easier. I don't want that. Well, what would what would what do you want? And then you can find a path to it or I just don't want that. And right. that's like, OK, you don't want yeah. it. No. Right. And that's OK. It's it's a clear no. You know, you're getting energy to make a clear no. A, clear a, lot, no. Of, a lot of times we have trouble with no, especially if we're in a com some kind of compassionate situation or we work a lot of people listening to the podcast work in some kind of service industry massages astrology homeopathy acupuncture you know they give to people and so one of the things we're learning is no i i don't want to give you that anymore hmm. and that's okay it's okay to not want to do it and and then what do you want to do instead if anything add the if anything question mark because you might say i don't want to do it hmm. you want to do anything instead well, maybe I could do this, you know, like, like explore it with open-ended questions. It's a really good time to do open-ended questions with your own self where you go, you want ice cream? No. You want cheesecake? No. You want apples? No. You want to see the menu? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So it's not the, it's just, they didn't like those first three desserts. So, right. okay, let, let me look at the menu. Mm, what's the sorbet? Raspberry. No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you know, saying no clearly allows you to say yes. If you yes. can't, if you can't say no clearly, you're not really able to say a clear yes. Right, right. They go, they okay. Go together. Yeah. In terms of these open-ended questions for ourselves, which you're saying it's a good time to explore. One of the other questions you posed was, "What are you giving to the outer world? What are you contributing with your hearts?" path what is what are you giving to the world we have lots of changes happening in between these full moons whatever that heart path is you kind of need to go there 
You need to go there even when the Virgo in you is saying it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be hard. There's going to be a lot of details you need to work through. There's going to be a lot of challenges on that road. But whatever that heart path is, what you're saying is we need to go for it. Okay. And it doesn't, uh, have, to, doesn't have to be big steps. You can do little baby, little baby steps because baby, baby, steps, steps. baby steps get you there too. Right. Okay. Yeah. Changes, uh, choice points with the, with the North Node. So we're having a lot of choice points. The, another open-ended question, is this useful to your soul's path? Watch for places where you are pretzeling and bending yourself and ending up making yourself a sacrifice for someone else out of this desire to be of service, but in so doing, totally taking you off your path. Right. Or, or making you resentful. Or making you resentful. Ooh, that's right. Good. You know, good. Sometimes we bend ourselves because I should, and then we're resentful yeah. about it. And it's yeah. like, no, 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 no. You're choosing to bend. You're making yourself resentful. Well, and one of that, one of the things that's helpful with that is is giving the person you're bending for the yeah. choice. Often they don't even know that you're bending yourself and you're going way off your path in order to accommodate them. And so sometimes it's really helpful to say, hey, if I were to do this, here's what I wouldn't be doing for myself. Do you still want me to do that? Like, and give the person the respect to actually make a choice. You know, especially if this is someone you love, they don't, they probably don't, well, they don't necessarily want you doing that for them. And so by you doing it because you think they want that or because you think that's what they need you to do, you're actually not even giving them the choice to to weigh in and be like, yeah, don't do that for me. It's not worth it. Like, it'd be much better if you did blank for you. Mm-hmm. So I think this could be an opportunity to really reframe some of those places where we continually fall into what we think are other people's expectations. Right. Yes. Okay. Exactly. And a lot of times it's an expectation that used to be there, but isn't there anymore, but they're going along with it because you're doing it and you're doing it because they're, you think they want it and they're, yeah. they'd be perfectly fine if you didn't do it. Right. Exactly, And you're you're resentful because you're doing it and they don't seem to appreciate it. And you're like, well, I don't care if you do it or not. That's you're doing that for you. You're not doing that for me. Right. And that that's what Virgo energy allows us to clarify. You mean I was doing this all these times and you don't care. Right. And they're like, "Uh, no, (laughs) I don't. I don't. I could take it or leave it. It doesn't really matter to me. And then in and that resent the resentment that they don't appreciate it. It's like, well, maybe they don't actually want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is good. This is a highlighter week. So yeah. this is one of those weeks. Pay attention. If you journal, if you have some other way of taking notes, like pay attention. The themes are important. The things yes. that are coming up are important. And they were continuing to set the stage this year for the next 20 years. This is a highlighter week. So it's important. The choices you're making, the information that's coming in, the decisions, the actions, all of it is really, it matters. Yep. What is the worldwide change bringing to you and what's next? I love this image that you gave us. This could be great homework as you're, as you're working with the energy. It's also very meditative to color, to actually color in the lines. So we have Virgo is the lines and Leo is the coloring in. So Take some time and color. I think that sounds really fun. Uh, and just what what are you actually creating? What are you drawing? And what's what's the picture that you're painting right now? Yeah. How do you want to color in the lines? You said mm-hmm. endings. So what's next? Hold lightly to things that want to go. 
This is a time where you may become public about stuff. Other people may be coming public about stuff. Things are becoming public. And this whole thing with the worldview that I find hard. So what, what is your worldview? How might that be different than other people's worldview? How do you hold your own worldview amongst people that don't hold your worldview? And if you need to go past the place where you're feeling stuck in that eddy of like, oh, wow, we just, we don't see things the same way. This might be the time to move on. And like you said, and we can do that kindly. We can hit the hammer of Thor at it, but we don't have to. So there's the kindness that we can, we can release some of these yeah. things in our life with. And remember, it's, you know, whatever, whoever you loved, whatever you love, that love is still there. Under right. You. It's part of who you are. That's okay. It doesn't take away what we used to do. It just means we want different things now. Really, we really have to be kind to ourselves. It's okay to want something else, not to want what someone gives us, but to want what we want. Yeah. And you know, Anne, I feel like we are trained or conditioned to have to make the other person wrong in order to move on. And we have to make them wrong. We have to make them bad. We have to like do the. And I, I feel like that's a protection mechanism so that we don't have to feel like, oh, you know, the, this baby is still a good person who has a lot of amazing traits that I still love. And it's time to move on. It's, it's an, and it's, and so I think noticing where it's like, oh, well that, that's a bad person just casting, putting them into a category so that you feel like you can move on. It's like, well, maybe it doesn't have to be so extreme. Maybe, maybe it's just a, Hey, we just don't resonate anymore and that's okay. It doesn't make them bad or wrong. No. And sometimes what you came together to create is finished and that's okay. Cause then that was the purpose of the relationship was to create that. Yeah. You know, because that's why you came together. So Mm -hmm. one of the things I did, you know, we buried my dad last week. And one of the things I did, I hadn't looked at their charts in a really long time. I pulled them up and they both had series on the South Node. So there was a a series node connections, which were very much about we're going to make kids together Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to raise and grow things together, which is what their life was. You know, my sister, the last call my mother got was my sister had a job and she said to my dad, we raised them. They're, They're done. You know, they're all gainfully employed, educated out of the nest. And we did it. We did it. That was her job with him. So, Hmm. you know, so that's the other part. Use the astrology to help you understand what your job was with the person. Mm -hmm. Because then when that job is finished, then there's a natural transition time in the relation that the chart will show you. Well, and again, this comes back to these expectations. I know for myself with my divorce the expectation that we should stay together forever was what made that transition hard. But then the reframe of, okay, we came together, we created this beautiful children, we had a beautiful life, and that part of our relationship is over, but what's the next part? So now we're co-parenting, we're friends, I, he's like a brother to me. And it's like, wow, it just evolved, it changed. It doesn't mean that the thing was a failure, it just changed. And now could it be better than it was before? I would say yes. So I think, you know, yeah, there's so much here for us to play with. Okay, so this is a time of breaking habits. So uh, changing the structures and be creative with it. So the structures are changing. It's time to be creative with how they're changing. And then this, you've highlighted uh, many times in a lot of different ways that this is a huge emphasis on relationships. All right, couple things before we sign off. We have Rick's chart reading course, a chart reading um, extravaganza starting 
this Thursday. So he's going to be doing live chart reading for two students every Thursday in August. And he's going to be instructing you. He's going to be saying, I see this in the chart. I'm saying this to the client. And here's why I'm saying it. Here's the configuration in the chart. Here's the aspect I'm looking at. Here's why I'm even highlighting this. Here's why this is important to look at. So if you would like to watch Rick do live chart readings in a very instructional way, and this is none of it scripted, so it's all going to be on the fly. And he keeps saying that's where the magic happens and we never know what's going to happen. The person's going to be there giving feedback saying, yeah, that that's true or no, that's not true. Or yeah, here's the story that goes with that. So if you'd like to join us for that, it's going to be really exciting. This starts on Thursday. So it's astrologyhub.com slash charts. Check it out. And that'll be fun, right? Someday we got to do that with you. I'm game. I'm, I'm game. <laughs> All right. And then for those of you who have not yet um, opted in for astrology in your pocket, this might be a really great time to do it. This is where you're getting uh, feedback. You're getting live transit alerts via text or email, depending on which service you sign up for. And um, so you're getting to know what's happening. So we, we talk high level on this call every week. But then as the things are happening throughout the week, you'll get alerts about that and you get a daily audio from Anne. This is one of the best parts. And even if you don't listen every day, even if you only listen on the days where things are hard, it can be so just supportive to have Anne saying, here's what's going on. Here's why things are feeling the way they're feeling. So if you want to um, check that out, you can. There's no contract and it's astrologyhub.com slash pocket. If you're in the US or Canada and you want them via text astrologyhub.com slash pocket. If you are international and you would like to receive them, the only option we have right now is email. And you can do that through astrologyhub.com slash pocket email. Is that right? Please, Jamie, confirm. astrologyhub.com slash pocket email. And that's for international and or if you prefer email. All right. Sending you a huge astrology hug, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning into this episode and thank you as always for making astrology a part of your life and thank you so much you're the best hi i'm rick levine and i'm so excited to be offering you the chance to study with me during our live chart reading practice month here at astrology hub this course consists of four live sessions each two hours long, where I'm going to be looking at a handful of students' charts live and demonstrating how to read a birth chart while actually receiving feedback from the designated clients in real time. This is astrology in action. This is where the rubber meets the road and you'll be right there with me as I navigate the unique dynamics of these individuals' charts. The sessions will be streaming live every Thursday afternoon in August at 5 p.m. Pacific, that's 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can enroll now at astrologyhub.com slash charts. Oh, and by the way, you'll have the opportunity to submit your chart data for consideration to be one of those that will be read live during the sessions. Again, that's astrologyhub.com slash charts. I hope to see you there.